This is Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey podcast, where we search the ancient paths to find ways that God brings light into a dark world and helps set men free from the struggles that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. This one's called what? Sit in my fine kind of set of money on your kitchen now. And all the people said, what? Sit in my fine kind of set of money on your loser now. And all the people said, what? Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Sorry, right. I, I didn't understand a word you said there. Sit in my back and sit. My only crazy now. Now you lost me in the first bit. What's the first bit? You just boost it. Sit in my back and sit. My only crazy now. I say. Sit in my back and sit. My only losing now. Yeah. No, the people said. What? Here's a song you might know. Sit in my fine eye. The people. See, you do know it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think that's comical. And you'll think it's more comical the more you hear it, which you'll have a chance to today because today's Christian Car Guy show is the power of what? <laughs> yes, the power of what? Right? When you hear that title, you may be saying to yourself, Robbie, what? Good, good, good. That's what I was hoping you would do because ask any little kid. You know, it's one of their favorite, you know, there's what, why, how, right? That, that there's tremendous, tremendous power. I like that what you what you said, Dr. Carson, and curiosity. Yes. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's fascinating to me that, you know, when the Israelites were in the desert, right, and they were they were moaning for food, or we got to get something, and God provided it, and they looked at it, and they went, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and so, I don't know if you ever studied the word manna, but the meaning of it is, what? Because <laughs> they didn't know what it was, which, you know, manna in so many different ways, I, I the more you study it, the more you'll find that it's a, it's a metaphor for the Word of God. And in fact, everything kind of is in its own way. And so, like any good carb, you know, the more you eat, the more you want. Mm. And so, the more you eat the Word of God, the more you want the Word of God. But part of eating it requires looking at a passage and going, what? <laughs> that is so true. I mean, just this morning, I was, I was uh, uh, studying the the woman uh, who was getting the multiplication of oil, and, and I kept on looking at it and looking at it because I knew there was something I was missing. And in, in spite of the fact that I thought I had some understanding of it, I, I just I just sat there and went, "What?" what? <laughs> 
But the key to understanding is first asking the question, right? Is to being curious. What does this mean? You don't, you don't get it. In other words, to completely consume something, you have to truly make some attempt at understanding it. And so the power of what? And so, yes, this is a Christian car guy show. And yes, I have my faithful for 19 years faithful. I'm pretty sure we've been together 19 years. Today would be our anniversary um, in 2006. I think it was the first weekend in March I had Bill on for the first time. And he's my Christmas insurance guy. And so maybe you got that question about your insurance policy. You should. Like, mm. I've always wondered, you know, how much coverage do I have? What? And when it will work and when it won't. Yeah, what? Yeah. And then... Or maybe it's a, here. Here's one that I really wish you would call in today if you don't know the answer to. And not to say that I will know the answer to it, but at least we can get somebody who might know the answer to it. Is you got lights in your dashboard? Some of them are yellow. That means caution. Some of them are red. That means pull over. You got big, big problems, I right? It had to beep and flash. They can beep and flash too, but just the color of it is telling you something significant. Wrong. Yeah, if it's yellow, that's caution. If it's red, like, man, that's overheat. I cannot tell you with the Jesus Labor Love, where we help single moms, widows, and families in crisis with their car repair, I cannot tell you how many cars were completely destroyed because somebody didn't pull over when the check engine, I mean, not the check engine light, but the uh, overheat light came on or the low oil pressure light. Those are red. The alternator light is telling you, you know, when it comes on, it's red because, yes, you may be going down the road right now, but your car could stop at any given moment. And when they stop, you it's also over. lose your power steering and your power brakes. And so it's kind of an exciting moment if you've ever had that happen, especially with some of the newer cars that have electronic steering. Okay? So when you see that alternator light come on, that the ALT, that's the alternator, and it's red, like, oh my goodness, this is a big deal. Because you may, maybe you don't know if your car has electronic steering because you need to go, what? What? <laughs> the power of what? Today, we want your calls, 866-348-7884. It is March, and so we're excited about March, aren't we, Bill? I swear, I, time goes faster and faster. But the reason why we're excited about March with Date the Word, which my friend Dr. Carson is with, is what? We are having a March to Remember because this year, Easter is in March. It's March 31, and I thought it would be great to put together verses and chapters so people could read and prepare themselves to have a Easter to Remember. So we're calling it a March to Remember. There you go, marching to Easter. Yes. And so that's, you know, and now there's a date, the word app. Yes, there is. And so you can just go to the app store and get your date, the word app, and you can get those verses easy enough. And, but, you know, again, all along these lines, you got verses, you've, you've got things, but that natural curiosity, you were, you were saying, Dr. Carson, that so many parents want their kids to walk and talk just yeah. Share that. Yeah. It, well, we start off with their children, and it's, uh, boy, we got to get them to walk. Then we got to get them to talk. And by the time they're two, here's what happens. We'll tell them, we want you to sit down and shut up. <laughs> and all of a sudden, instead of walking and talking and learning and growing, we stifle them. We tell them, sit down, shut up, 
We don't want to hear from you. We don't want to see you. And we kill that curiosity in a child, not a cat. Curiosity. They, they want to know. And, and parents, please, when your child says, why does this happen? What's happening? Uh, we, we want to be ready to answer because it is. It's the power of what? They have an interest and they want to learn Seize that moment, a teachable moment. When they say what, you be, be ready. Give a great reason. Yeah, because they're going why, they're going how. Mm-hmm. In other words, they that natural curiosity and the the joy of learning. Oh, right is yeah. is you know can how neat. I mean, how many of us, me included, wish you know one of our children would call us this morning and say, Dad, I've been reading this pa- passage in the Bible, and what? Yeah. You know, what? Wouldn't you love to hear that? Well, what is that telling yeah. you? That they are engaged, that they, they are right. trying to understand, that they are, you know, those questions are so, so valuable yeah. and so magical. And so the power of what is, and which, by the way, that comedian, his name is Jimmy, and, and he is hilarious. And you'll get to hear a little bit more. What's his name? <laughs> what? <laughs> I love the, the British accent because he can say what in a, in a very, they don't pronounce the T. They're kind of just like a what? Uh, they don't get the T. Have you noticed that, Bill? I did. I did notice that. The rest <laughs> of it I had a hard time noticing, but I did catch his lack of T. Well, after about the third bump, you'll you'll begin to – we'll see if we can get Bill to chuckle. It's not the easiest thing to do, but I've been to known to do it. <laughs> and so, as always, the Christian Car Guy Show is brought to you by a couple of Hebrew letters. And today's show is brought to you by the Hebrews letters of Aleph and – uh, excuse me, Mem and Aleph. Mem is the beginning of the word um, me, uh, manna. And then the Aleph is another way of saying what in Hebrew. And the reason why I did that is I was studying the word hundredfold because I'm actually preaching a series <clears throat> in my church on the multiplication of God. And then we're going to do that as we march towards Easter. Um, and we'd love to have you come join us because we're going to have a really cool Easter celebration at West Ashboro Baptist Church. If you happen to be in the central part of North Carolina, you are always welcome at our church, and we're going to celebrate communion that day and all that. But I've been studying this idea, and that's why I was studying the lady with the jars of oil and going, what? <laughs> but inside the idea of hundredfold yeah. is this what? It's, is that Mem Aleph, okay? So when you look at the first time you see hundredfold, which is really cool, it's a neat connection, is that Isaac, he reaped a hundredfold. Yes. And Isaac was born when Abraham was a hundred, right? And so it's a very significant idea of Abraham would reap um, certainly all of us that are in Christ. (laughs) It's a hundredfold idea, okay? And inside that hundredfold is what? We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. This one's called what? Sit in my fine kind of set of money on your crazy now. And all the people said, what? Sit in my fine kind of set of money on your loot now. And all the people said, what? Sorry, I, I, I didn't understand a word you said there. Sit in my fine, can't sit. My own crazy now. 
Now you lost me in the first bit. What's the first bit? What? So the power of what today on the Christian Car Guy Show? And uh, we're hoping, it's certainly my prayer, that you would call in with your what question. Maybe there's a light on your dash, or maybe there's a noise your car's making, or maybe there's a passage that you've been trying to study, and you've been trying to find out what. And so you got Dr. Carson. He was the campus pastor at Liberty University for years and years, and he is a biblical scholar and not only mentioned he has all kinds of date the word like that's what he's doing right now is is marching towards easter but maybe you got a bible question or whatever that is that you have you know those what things are how we get understanding and so you would be shocked at how often um people call me with a question and little do they know that half the people listening had the exact same question mm. And so you could be blessing a lot of people by being that kid in class that is the first kid that goes, what? <laughs> you know, everybody I, else is glad they <laughs> asked the question. Right, right, right. You, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about because yeah. you were in education all those years. Yes, sir. And how many times it's just that one person that has the courage, right? Mm. Because we're, we're afraid to admit we don't know. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, there may be a listener right now, and, and there's the question of questions that you want to answer to, what must I do to be saved? And I t- if you don't know what it means to be saved, how to be saved, you call us. We'll be glad to tell you what must you do to be saved. Yeah, that's, that's a huge one. That's and, huge. And, 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 you know, what would you have me do for you, Jesus? Ooh. Ask several people mm. right and interestingly that's what alicia asked the woman on the oil deal mm. same question yeah. before he started telling her what to do with her oil he says what would you have me do for you what would you have me do yeah that's a fascinating thing so maybe you got an insurance question we got bill here you you got this coverage you've been wondering what or maybe what you don't have or what do you need you know because i Mm. I, and i run into this all the time with jesus labor love bill that people will not have comprehensive they'll have liability i mean yeah right but they won't have collision i understand that but i i I always am like so they in fact i had a friend his car got hit by a tree fell over i'm like well you got comprehensive right no oh man it's usually very inexpensive. It's well worth asking how much it is and then deciding what to do. I've had some very old cars that I kept comprehensive on even after I got rid of the collision. Right, because in, and I had comprehensive on old red all those years. And when I hit a deer, right? You lose a windshield, stolen, fire, theft, vandalism, storm damage. Yeah, it's not the expensive coverage is the collision, but comprehensive is not. And so, if that's your own car, you know, it's it's a simple thing. But you got to ask the question: What? Well, a better one is the uninsured motorist. I have a an acquaintance who was in a bad accident, and a county vehicle sent his daughter to the emergency room. Has had lots of bills, and a lot of municipalities won't pay any claims they say we're the government you can't sue us 
Well, that's built into your uninsured motorist coverage. Mm. So there are lots of people driving around without any insurance at all, and they're folks that are just taking the smallest amount of uninsured motorist when you need considerably more, especially with... And it's not expensive. It's not as cheap as comprehensive in some point. But if you go to the hospital, most people have an $8,000 hospital deductible. They may only have a $25 office visit deductible, but under the ACA Obamacare, there's a huge hospital deductible. So, again, those are questions just about your policy, well worth the time of being curious. And, you know, because let's be honest, Bill, it's not fun to talk to insurance people. Um, It's not. (laughs) I always enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, it's just but the time to do it is when you're when you're when you're setting up your policy and and you got those questions and and a lot of folks, you know, they got Geico or whatever and they just bought their policy based on that price and and didn't take the time to look at at some of those coverages. I just don't understand folks that dial an 800 number and buy insurance from a boiler room instead of sitting face-to-face with a local agent that you can at least go sit down with and say, help me figure out the best way to handle this. In a lot of cases, it's cheaper to have that local agent than to deal with that 1-800 number. It was for me. It was for me. Not only back when I had you in my Bill Mixon days, which for years and years, but then, you know, Nationwide went crazy on me. I don't know what happened. They just did. And so Farm Bureau, and I found an agent, and man, you know, that's just my personal experience. Yeah. Good agent makes all the difference in the world. Mm, what a statement. So, 866-348-7884, you can join the fun. You know, and we'll always remind you about the Jesus Labor Love Car Repair Labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And so, very fortunately for us this week, for the Jesus Labor Love, had two people that mm. that called me saying, what would it mean to, for me to donate my car? Um, they had cars sitting there, both of them that knew they would never drive them again. And they, you know, and in both cases, you know, we now have opportunities because we got a great big long list uh, of folks that, that that could possibly need that. So, again, we always want to make mention of that. It's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can find out all my contact information as as well as the Jesus Labor Love. If you want to donate a car or money or if you got a need or you have a friend in need you know it's all there right there on the jesus labor love part of the christian car guy radio show and again we want to we want to highlight this idea of it is the beginning of march yes and so you know for me i love just almost like christmas you know you have a a a period of time to work up to the holiday yes. to really get and so these verses that you got yeah. with the date the word apt yeah. that march yeah, is a way to really get your heart ready for what's going to happen yes sir we started with psalms 22 1 yesterday we're at first john 2 2 today and um each day there'll be a bible verse that will help prepare your heart for easter give us a call 866-348-7884 you're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. This one's called what? Sitting man fine can't set up money on your crystal now. And all the people said, what? Sitting man fine can't set up money on your loser now. 
No, the people said... What? It's all right. I, I didn't understand a word you said there. Sit in my fine concert. Money crazy now. Now you lost me in the first bit. What's the first bit? The power of what today on the Christian Car Guys show. And so we're wondering if you got that what curiosity about something on your car or about something you know, in the Bible or something with your insurance or whatever that is that you might have, we would love to hear from you. Like we talked about, your question could, you know, help lots of folks that have exactly the same question. Like probably a lot of things Robbie says, like you're going, what? (laughs) 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So I, this week I, I had this, like I was trying to understand really trying to understand why the word what was in the middle of hundredfold. I, you know, yeah. I was like, I could see it. It was clear. And I knew that it had to be a key to something. And so I'm going, what, 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 what? And I, and I began to think about the word bless, like how did God bless things? And so I went to find the first place you'd find the word bless in the Bible. And surprisingly, it's not where you might think it is. <clears throat> Most people I ask tell me they think he first blessed Adam and Eve. Actually, that's what I thought. That blessing was for all mankind and happened, you know, right after he made, you know, all the creatures in Genesis six, and then he made mankind and then he blessed him and said, go forth and multiply. But actually the first blessing that he did is on the fifth day. It starts out in Genesis one twenty. And there he says, he blesses them, and he says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters abundantly. And that word abundantly has to do with the idea of swarming. And when you think about fish and you think about all those kind of things, they swarm uh, in the water. Like if you ever watch a, you know, a bait ball or, or some of those things, you can see them swarm, but certainly krill swarm and, and certainly plankton swarm. Well, as I began to think through the importance of what God did on that day as he blessed them, right? Without plankton, we wouldn't have air to breathe. 50% of the air that you're breathing right now, if you take a deep breath, 50% of that air came from the plankton that sounds fishy to me. It is fishy. <laughs> but those plankton, like they would they would be too much plankton if it weren't for the krill. And the krill are, you know, there's and there's tons of those krills. And so the krill eat the plankton, right? And then what eat the krill? Well, whales. And and, and whales eat up to two tons of krill in a given day. Well, if there were too many krill, then there wouldn't be enough plankton, we wouldn't have enough air. So but if if so these whales are out there consuming all this, you know. So I'm thinking God thought big on that first day. I'm just saying. Oh, he thought big. <clears throat> and he was creating the ultimate environment. And, and you think about how cool a, wave, a whale looks in the ocean. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever seen one or had the benefit of doing that, yeah. but that they are spectacular, right? And so God was thinking big, and he created this stuff. So I began to look at the word blessed deeply in Hebrew, as you might know, if you know me. And I realized that, oh my goodness, there, there was an idea of the word of God in that word bless. Hmm. And there was an idea of desire. And so when he blessed the animals with the desire to procreate, that's how you got swarms of fish. That's how you got swarms of, of those things is all that procreation. Well, inside of that desire, 
is a desire in its own way to know God and to know the word of God specifically, if, if you think about it, that one of your deepest needs is to get to know God intimately because that's what it's all about. Yes. And, and when you, if you think about a great leader compared to somebody that, that is sitting at home doing nothing, what's the difference? That leader has a burning desire for something or the burning desire to, you know, what must I do to be saved? Or the burning desire to get up and study the Bible, or the burning desire, you know, to to mass destruction. In other words, it's interesting, the word bless and curse is the same word. <laughs> it is, in Hebrew it is. And so that desire can be a tremendous desire for good, it can be a tremendous desire for bad, but when God blessed the animals and said go forth, especially those in the, in the fifth day, um, to swarm, I, I, you know, I read it somewhere this, this week, how many tons of fish are eaten every single day that actually, <clears throat> it's like the number one food group around the world. Yeah. And that like 60% of the world's population lives within 100 kilometers of the ocean. And the first blessing was on the animals in the ocean so that we would have food, not only oxygen, but have food. And the population keeps growing. They keep multiplying. We still have food to eat. Incredible to think how God had all this in those first six days of creation. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, just think how beautiful the ocean is, and it gives me this idea that, and and I hope you share this with me, that, like, h- how cool it is when you see a whale. Can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? Yeah, yeah. If that's beautiful, <coughs> heaven's going to be so much more amazing. Like, if you're standing on the top of a mountain when you're out hiking, Bill, and you're looking out over it, and you're just you're amazed by the beauty of it. I'm sure, aren't you? Right. Well, yeah, that's why I go. Or in, mm. And Bill loves to scuba dive. I do. That's where I was. A lot of your conversation had me underwater laughing at the fishermen. Why were you laughing at the fishermen? Well, we I scuba dive in the same place that they like to fish. And if they knew what they weren't catching, it would ruin their day. <laughs> and it's like a, it's like a <laughs> desert because you got an oasis here, but there's a vast absolutely nothing. They realized how much there wasn't out there. Except in that one spot, that'd make him feel bad too. So, you you scuba dive, you sort of wonder about tying two of the hooks together on him. But right, you see that beauty, you see the magnificence of that, and you think, oh my gosh, he's going to make all things new. Yes. And that and that includes everything on the earth, like man, and it's going to be all new, and it's going to be like, oh my goodness, and Such splendor. And, and and if you're sitting here listening and you're going, I don't know. Well, man, if you want in on that, you've got to ask that other question, right? What must I do? What must I do to be saved? Yeah. It's huge. And as we head toward Easter, one of the big questions that's going to happen on the 22nd is going to be the question, what, what do you want me to do with Jesus? Pilate asked that question, what do you want me to do with Jesus? What are we going to do with Jesus? Are we just going to neglect him? Are we going to reject him? Or is there going to be an acceptance of him? So that's part of our march to remember. Right. And so when you go back to the word blessing, and I was thinking about what a cool prayer, right? Because I realized how important 
it was to bless my kids. Yes. Because as as I bless them, then they get a desire mm. for God's word. And I began to think, oh, my goodness, because it, if my kids desired the the word with this un, unquenchable thirst and hunger, like, oh, mm. my gosh, what a wonderful blessing that would be. Like, that's a huge blessing, that idea of, in, of, of, of you know, again, desire. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, because I had to back up into the word blessing. And I was like, well, if, if that has to do with desire, then how do I bless God? Because if I turn it back and go, because I'm supposed to bless the Lord all my soul, right? You sang the song, Bill. I know you had. <laughs> so how do I bless God? He's probably got tons of desire, which he does for intimacy. And I know he does. And then I realized that that, that desire is the same word as crown. And so we're going to lay our crowns at his feet. And so if I laid my desires at his feet, right, he's the only, only, only source that can truly quench them. Isn't that beautiful? It, it is. I tell you, I always learn something from you, Robbie. This is awesome. I, I, my mind has just been, you know, blown all week as I've been. Um, asking what all week. I have asking been asking what? what. That's just where I go. I just go to, you know, I look at something and I go, what? <laughs> and Psalms 1 begins with blessed, and then it gets to verse 2. Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. His desire is for the law. And when that happens, he's going to be fruitful, verse 3, and everything he does will prosper. God's going to bring about that which is so good for your life. But you got to be in the Word to do it. That brings those blessings. But you got to have that desire, that desire for God. Yeah, it really, it really is a spectacular thing. And if you just think about the lady with the oil bill, mm. just for a minute, right? And I'd never put this together till this morning. I was just like, "What?" <laughs> but you know, the oil itself is an anointing, right? Mm-hmm. And that if you don't pour it out. Mm. If you don't pour it out and you leave it in the jug, <laughs> you don't get any more oil, yeah. right? And, and so as you share what it is that God gave you when you went, what, yeah. right? Then, then you pass on that anointing oil to somebody else. So we'll be back. We need your calls, 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. This one's called What? Sit in my fine kind, set up money on your kitchen now. And all the people said, What? Sit in my fine kind, set up money on your loot now. And all the people said, What? It's all right, I, I didn't understand a word you said there. Sit in my fine kind, set up money on your kitchen now. Now you lost me in the first bit. What's the first bit? And the people said, what? The power of what today? And I've had a request from my studio audience slash Bill and <laughs> Dr. Carson. They want to know what he actually says, okay? Because I wanted people to hear you say, what? What, what? did what? he say? What did he say? Okay, here it is. Silly man, what? <laughs> Next question, what language is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's some kind of British language because clearly he can say what? Like nobody, you know. Like nobody. I, I know there's a silly man involved. 
other than that, I can't tell you. And it, it, it is pretty silly, but it's so spectacular. The more I've laughed about it, the more I've enjoyed the thought of it. That, again, you're never going to get the answer if you don't ask the question. Mm. And you don't have because you don't ask. That's right. And, and it, it, when it comes to understanding the scripture, that's, that's critical. But it also it, it is, you know, just an everyday occurrence. Mm. And what stops us from asking? Pride. Yes. Fear. Pride. I don't want to raise my hand in that classroom. I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all those times you're, you know, stop asking those stupid questions. Where'd you hear that from your sister? Did yeah. you hear it from your brother? Did you hear it from um, your parents? Maybe, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you who you really heard it from. Satan. That's it. And and what what's happened is you've made an agreement mm-hmm. with Satan I'm stupid or I've got stupid questions and he's locked you in unfortunately until you got to break that agreement I just break the agreement saying I'm not I'm curious I want to know and just like the blind Bartimaeus you know you you know shut up (laughs) that's that's what what they told told him they told him shut up no you shut up Jesus son of David you know have mercy on me you know and then what what was the question that Jesus asked him do you want no what what do you want me to do for you? That's right. What but. do you want me to do for you? And, and again, he was giving him manna. He didn't know he was giving him manna, mm. but it's what he was doing. Um, because he then, even though obviously for a lot of people standing there, like, why are you asking this blind man what he wants? Because he wants the blind man to remember and have hope for what he really does want. Mm. And, and for so many of us, Right, and there's such a lesson in that, and I always call that being needy out loud. Being needy out loud, and then being needy out loud to Jesus. It's one thing to be needy out loud. A lot of folks aren't needy out loud, but it's another thing to be needy out loud to Jesus. And so, when you're needy out loud to Jesus, that's a great question, and He will say, "What?" And fascinatingly, and you made me heard heard me tell this story before but it'll always be one of my favorite encounters with jesus and actually bill going back in time since this is our 19th anniversary it was about four months before we did that show that i was praying in the middle of the night about three in the morning about a lot of things mostly financial actually and Jesus showed up in a way that he never has before since he scared he scared me bad I I was I was terrified when he showed up and what he said immediately was Robbie what do you want Mm. (laughs) it it scared me so bad I went glib on him I didn't give him the answer of my heart or anything I was just like oh 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 I just want to serve you that was my answer And he came back with a very interesting response. There was no condemnation in it, but he just said, do you? And with that, do you, there was, you know, if you've ever seen um, Bruce Almighty where those file cabinets open up and there's all these files on your whole life, they're there. I can tell you from, I've seen them. Because here came all these files and it went through my mind in 20,000 miles an hour. All these things I knew he'd asked me to do 
in my heart, I'd sensed I was supposed to call Dwayne and have lunch with him. I was supposed to go call my sister. I was supposed to have this meeting. They're all interpersonal things that he'd asked me to do that he put on my heart to do and I did not do. And they all flashed in my mind within a millisecond. And I was so excited because it, there was no condemnation and I was excited that I could repent. And I was like, oh man, I can still do this. This isn't like, you know, hard stuff. I can do all these things. So I got up and I grabbed a, a, a pad of paper and I just started writing them out like crazy as fast as I could remember them because he'd seen them all in one fell swoop. And, and as, I, as I began to lay back down on the bed, I was repenting and just saying, man, thank you, Jesus. I, I can see... I, this is something I can do, and I'm so excited to do it because I know it's what you want me to do, and I never really understood to the extent you want me to do it, and blah, 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 and I'm going through all that, and all of a sudden, I started to see his glory, and this huge golden glow that filled the room, and I, my heart just was leaping out of my chest, and I was like, oh, I'm going to see his face, I, and I could begin to see the shadow of a face, and I was going, I'm going to see his face, I'm going to see his face, and I was just screaming at the top of my lungs, and so I woke my wife up who was sitting next to me, and I said, Tammy! Tammy, I'm going to see his face. And she was like, what? What? <laughs> she just got back to sleep and totally killed the moment. I mean, just did. I was so excited. And, and, and as soon as she did that, honestly, it all faded. It was like it was just gone. It just like fade to black. And I was so bummed. And I laid my head back on the pillow. And then Jesus, the one that usually just winks at me and makes me laugh, that Jesus, he said, Robbie, now do you know what you want? And the answer was and is, you, I, want to see his face. There's something down inside of me that welled up when I started to see that and the idea that I was actually going to see Jesus' face. I had no idea of that desire <clears throat> that is down inside of you. And when we, So that idea of desire and blessing is, is wrapped up inside of you that, that somehow or another got bottled up. But the desire to see his face is absolutely phenomenal. Again, we'll get to see it when we get in heaven. But what he did for me that day changed everything. Mm. Yeah. It, it changed everything about the way I see things. And so it was about two weeks later, I was praying, and he came to me and said, I want you to start the Christian Car Guy show. And here we are 19 years later, Bill. Unbelievable, right? It's been a really fun ride. <laughs> a car show should be a fun ride. Yeah, you know, I think yes, <laughs> it's changed some over the years, hasn't it? Well, not as much as the other show, but. <laughs> you, are you talking about Kingdom Pursuits versus Kingdom. Robbie's Hobbies? Yes. Yeah. You know, that one's changed. But anyway, it has been a blast. And I, I celebrate that. And. I want to remind you that, like, man, if you get that excited about seeing Jesus' face, it's always in his word. And so this March unto Easter, like, what's today's verse, Dr. Today Carson? Today is 1 John 2, 2, and we went with it because it says, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not only ours only, but also for the whole world. And that word propitiation means that on the cross, Jesus became sin, and God then poured out all of his wrath on Jesus, and he poured it out to the point he was now satisfied that his wrath had been satisfied. Jesus is our wrath absorber, and we're remembering that as we head to Easter. 
Right. What a fun thing. Get the date with the word app and take that march to Easter so each day you can hone in on our journey to the cross. Yes. And um, even more so to the resurrection, which is Easter the 31st. That's the day the tomb opened. Oh. Right. We got that coming up. So we want to remind you, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and, you know, got it all done in 33 years. And don't forget to say, what? <laughs> This is the Truth Network.